Hey, Jen. Hey, Tina. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. You're listening to Speaking of Racism. launching a mini season of the Speaking of Racism podcast. And this is the first episode. This is just kind of a little intro because we are going to share with the with our audience what the hell has been going on <laughs> with you and me since we last recorded. I feel like you have had a lot of really amazing experiences and things that you've been working on over the last couple of years. So I'd love to hear from you and what you've been up to. Yeah. And you've been a part of that. You, you know, what, what I, what I know our audience doesn't know is that you and I are friends. So like in real life, so you have been on this wild ass ride with me these past couple Mm -hmm. of years. So I guess I'll begin with the fact that First and foremost, I left the United States of America um, Mm. in February of 2020. Yeah. My then wife and I, so I did experience a pandemic divorce. So shout out to everybody who had to go through that shit. Uh, who Mm. went through a pandemic divorce. Um, But February 1st of 2020, um, my wife and I got rid of all of our belongings and had the intention to live as nomads. And the plan was that we were going to travel the country for the year of 2020 with my speaking engagements that were scheduled everywhere. Um, In terms of I was leading uh, and hosting screenings and discussions of HBO's documentary, True Justice, Brian Stevenson's Fight for Equality. And then the plan was that we would move to Durban, South Africa in September of 2020, um, because I had some work lined up there. But then, as we all know, so March of 2020, the global pandemic hits And my work in South Africa got canceled like so much else, like so many of of the rest of us, of others of us, um, especially those of us who do gig work and contract work and project-based work and in-person work, right? So then we had to shift and find somewhere else to move out of the country because we were intentional about becoming a part of the Blacksit social movement. Um, and one of the episodes, actually we'll be talking about Blacksit quite a bit during this uh, mini season of, of episodes. Uh, then the next thing that happened is uh, May of 2020, uh, my wife left me out of the blue, very uh, surprising and shocking and heartbreaking and devastating. Um, and then George Floyd was killed Uh, along with so many other uh, black and brown folk in particular who were publicly executed by the state at the hands of police, um, uh, as well as just white supremacy in general. Uh, You know, that was the time that 
in addition to George Floyd being killed, Breonna Taylor was killed, Ahmaud Arbery was killed. There's there's too many to name right now, um, but that set the country and the world on this course of um, this reigniting of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uprisings in the street took place during the summer of 2020. Um, and it was during that summer that I moved out of the country to Jamaica. And I lived in Jamaica for almost a year. And then I, oh, while I was there, uh, I got a few book deals, a few book deal offers, I'll say. And I'm, I won't talk about the first one. I'll just talk about the one that I accepted um, with Row House Publishing, which uh, I'm so proud to be a part of. It is a new publishing house that is um, um, Black-owned, woman-owned for the purpose of uh, disrupting the current uh, white supremacist model of publishing in terms of um, offering equitable, transparent contracts to all of the authors and really giving a voice to folks across the uh, Black and Indigenous folks of color, diaspora, across um, folks that are um, disabled, folks that belong to the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and so I wrote a book during this time. Um, it is called, Are We Free Yet? The Black Queer Guide to Divorcing America. And we are about four months out from that being released, which will be January of 2023. I'm excited about that. And so now I live in Costa Rica. I've been living here in Costa Rica for the past eight months. And one of the biggest projects I've been working on in all of this time, in addition to writing the book, which uh, broke my heart and then put my heart back together. And I'm so excited for it to be out in the world. Um, Legacy Trips has been a focus and you have been a part of Legacy Trips with me for the yeah. past two years. So yeah. after, what was it, a year and a half um, during the pandemic where we didn't have any trips, we started the trips back up in the summer of 2021. Um, and you have been on several of those. And mm -hmm. we are actually um, about a week away from opening up registration for the 2023 schedule of legacy trips. So oh, that's, cool. that's what I've been up to. That's what I've been doing. It's hard for me to even think about what I've been doing over the last few years. Like, I really feel like I have emerged from, oh, I don't even know. And I feel like I'm still emerging from it. But... I think back to the summer of 2020 when George Floyd was murdered and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. And I really went into like this position of this is time to step into the gap and have a lot of conversations with white people who were like, oh my gosh, racism's a thing. This is real. And so I spent many, many hours doulaing white people in that time who were, you know, new to even the terminology that they were white and that race is a construct and things like that. And really trying to hold space and receive people and have those really like awful early kinds of conversations with them. Um, and I spent a lot of time doing that. And then I really needed to take a break and do some internal reflecting and some internal work. 
And right around all of this, a book that I had been working on co-authoring with Maisha T. Hill at Check Your Privilege came out. Um, so in 2020, Lean Into the Check Your Privilege, Lean Into the Discomfort came out. And that's where I wrote a segment on grief and grief and joy and the importance of grief in this journey that we take as white people waking up to um, the the truth and the brutality of whiteness and white supremacist delusion. And um, that was a really powerful time for me. But I have definitely gone on a journey in that as well, realizing that at some point, if I ever write a book, it is going to be about grief. Um, so, so that's kind of what I think about. But within the context of this pandemic and, you know, really hunkering down and homeschooling my kids and just trying to, you know, figure out like what's going to happen on the other side of this. Um, I was really grateful to be working with you on legacy trips because I feel like that is another aspect of this work that is so incredibly important and I'm excited to tell more people about it and encourage people on that part of their journey, but I know we'll get to that later. Other than that, I would say that I just feel like I'm emerging from a really challenging time. And I know that a lot of people feel similarly. Like this pandemic took a toll on me, on us in a way that I am still processing. And I, you know, I'm just grateful for the ways in which we were able to stay connected and do meaningful work online. Um, but re-emerging into like physical society feels a little bit strange to me still. Well, and, and you mentioned the interwebs and the ways that we have all, especially since the pandemic, shifted so much of our communication and interaction with friends and family and strangers and enemies um, on, <laughs> you oh, know, vir virtually. Right? So, and I haven't joined the TikTok community yet, um, but I know you have. And, and so oh I'm definitely, you know, <laughs> that, that has been, oh, I'm, yes, you, you've had some, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that because I know you have been using your voice there in some, you know, yeah. powerful ways. Yeah. Uh, Getting my people. Some, yeah. You, you definitely yeah. have been starting lots of fight with the whites. Um, lots of fights. With I the whites. have. I have. Um, it's really funny because stepping into TikTok was an accidental thing. If you would have told me, I mean, Tina, you and I are a lot alike in this. It's like another app. No, thank you. I don't have time for all the stuff I already do. And then, you know, I found myself enamored by these filters and, you know, the youthful glow on my skin. And I would, you know, kind of long form into the camera and, you know, I'd get three whole minutes and nobody wants to hear from a 40-something-year-old white woman who's just going long form in a camera on TikTok, right? Like this at this point is for dancing and all that. And all I have to say is if you ever see me dancing on TikTok, come get me because I'm coming. I'm on my way. am not okay. But that aside, <laughs> um, yeah, so I started, I just, I went viral one day. I got on and I said yeah. something about uh, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson and like, 
it was wild because every hour I'd open the screen and I'd have a thousand new followers, a thousand new followers. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was not doing that. Like, I didn't expect anybody to pay attention to any of this. So trying to navigate and learn about like TikTok, particularly like justice TikTok and talking about whiteness and white supremacy and all of these things, like how do I engage that space as a woman who's white without perpetuating the very problem that I would like to dismantle, right? So I had to do a lot of figuring out and navigating, like, how do I show up in this space and not cause harm? How do I show up in this space and get my people in a way that doesn't put myself out there as an expert and an educator? And, you know, how do I do this where I'm not stepping over, speaking over black, brown, indigenous, non-black people of color? And how do I deal with the fact that it's a racist-ass algorithm mm. that promotes and supports and builds up white creators you know and like can I really be in this space and that's something that I wrestle with a lot and I hold it very loosely um but it's wild and people really I've connected with people in that place in a way that I didn't even know was possible um and it's been really uh fulfilling in being able to go and get my people and boy, do I piss off the particularly the middle-aged white women, you know, mm -hmm. white feminism. Anytime I take that on, I mean, it's just like weeks of tone policing and you know nonsense and uh, yeah. So that has been that has been a very interesting thing for me. And it's been very powerful, like you said, because while you are um, navigating you know, how to best use your voice in that space, especially because you went, you, you've gone viral many times again, right? Like I think about right. this, the, the Speaking of Racism podcast, which this, this podcast experienced tremendous growth out of the blue. Um, yeah. You know, right after, well, during the summer of 2020, right? Um, and, but before that, even you and I, had the conversation about what is the future of this podcast. So I, I right. guess to kind of wrap this up, because we wanted this to be a really short episode, just to give folks a, 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 a some foundation um, and lay the groundwork for where we are going in this upcoming mini season. Um, but we'll, you know, also wanting to uh, give the background about where we have come from. And that is that when you started the podcast in January of 2019 for the purpose of uh, giving uh, space for uh, Black leaders in particular to share our experiences about racism. Um, and then you came to a crossroads where you needed to make a decision about your role as a white woman continuing a podcast yep. um, that is about racism at which point you approached me, and I guess I don't want to even get into, well, no, I do want to get into it. Do it. Uh, you <laughs> invited me to come on as your co-host, to which I said yes initially, and then two days later I came back and said, actually, no, I don't want to partner with you, I white lady. I would like to acquire this podcast, making it Black-owned and Black-led. And would love for you to still be a part of that with me. Um, and you said, hell yeah, let's do it. So we uh, assembled oh, yeah. a, an advisory board that was uh, full of some really passionate 
folks, uh, primarily black and brown um, folks. Um, and then we started recording podcast episodes and I'm so proud of us and proud of what the podcast was able to do in terms of be a powerful and impactful voice and resource for folks that were um, beginning to ask questions about racism for folks that were starting on their anti-racism journey, for folks that are um, doing their own personal work to dismantle um, our own internalized racism and white supremacy. Um, We were able to uh, record I don't know how many, lots of episodes. We had lots of guests. We had lots of uh, folks that took over the podcast. I know we had uh, Gabe Torres took over the podcast for a month and gave us great content. Keena Reed took over the podcast for a month, gave us great content. We were able to pay, give a little stipend to all of our black and brown guests who came on. So I I just think we did some really great things. And then life, uh, took over uh, and and that is what caused us to pause production for a while. And I'm really glad, Jen, that when I reached out to you uh, a week or two ago and said, hey, you you wanna get back into this podcasting game with me? And you were like, of course. And so here we are. Here we are. All right, so Jen, any thoughts before we end this little intro episode? I'm looking forward to this season and your vision for it. Um, I'm really excited to hear a lot more about Blacksit and about your journey in writing Are We Free Yet? Um, And and just like the guests that you have lined up and all of the things. Like, I'm just really excited about this. So thanks for bringing me into it. Thanks for being here with me to do this. Thanks for your friendship. And I'm, I really am very much looking forward to it. Thanks uh, for uh, just being patient with me as I've many times said, I'm ready to do this again. And then I've been like, nah, I'm actually not ready. Um, So there have been a lot of false starts over the past, I don't know, six months or so. And it's, it's, it's time. And it feels like the right time. It's like perfect time. Yeah. It does. And how about you, Tina? Do you have any thoughts that you want to share before we wrap up? We need to ask our listeners to help us with and to partner with us um, in. This is, again, to emphasize a Black-owned and Black-led podcast. And we have about, I think to date, and you might, I don't know when last time was you checked, but the last I feel like I heard, we were close to 400,000 downloads. Yep. Something like that. Okay. So yep. just so that folks know, it, it, it is, I pay for this personally out of my pocket. Um, and I am a, again, a queer black woman minimalist nomad who has uh, fled the United States to attempt to find where can, where on the planet can I feel free um, and safe and find home in my skin um, outside of the U.S. So with that, um, I, I'm going to ask that our our audience or anybody who is listening who is excited to be on this journey with us as we um, have these important discussions around racism, as we start this new season of the podcast, if you would be willing to partner with us, partner with me in becoming a member of our Patreon community to help pay for the production of this podcast, as well as to help us 
fund legacy trips. We are going to be talking about legacy trips um, uh, uh, several times, quite a bit throughout the season. So you'll get to know more about that, but also um, you can, we'll, we'll include a link in the show notes. Um, and of course we'll post on our socials more about legacy trips so folks can look into that deeper. And also there are a couple of episodes that you and I recorded back in 2019 when the trips were called Satya Yoga Trips. Um, so that is, uh, so, so our patrons, your support helps us with, um, legacy trips as well, uh, as well as, um, gives us an opportunity to give a gift to our guests when they come on. Um, because in a capitalist society where we are out here trying to survive and live and folks like myself who I, I, I don't, I live by faith, right? When we think about the ways that we want to support and contribute and be very intentional about mutual aid as it relates to black and brown voices who are creatives, who are um, creating content, who are educating, who are using our voices in these ways that really put us at a greater risk um, because we are uh, being so intentional about taking our stances to speak out against racism and white supremacy. Like mm-hmm. we can use your help. I can use your help. So would love for folks to consider um, joining the Patreon community. And we do want to invite um, the our audience to come along for this this journey as we continue speaking of racism. Thank you to Grapes for the music. The song is I Don't Know 